Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, just wanted to let you know that buffalobullsessions.com is live. You can head over there and sign up for our weekly featured story of the week. Uh, you can also grab some some gear at our under season one gear on our website. Um, yeah, I appreciate all the support as we're getting everything rolling. Uh, that is buffalobullsessions.com. Thank you. With the crazy weather that Oklahoma has brought over the last several years, you might be in need of a new roof without knowing it. So if you are unsure about the integrity of your roof, give Austin McDowell with Oklahoma Roofing Associates a call for a free statewide inspection. 405-919-0764. Oklahoma Roofing Associates are the most professional roofers in the business. They will help walk you through the claims process, They'll be there when the adjuster comes, and because of them, the process will be smooth and effortless. Call Austin McDowell at Oklahoma Roofing Associates at 405-919-0764 and tell them Dylan sent you. All right. Uh, Welcome to episode three of Buffalo Bull Sessions podcast. This is your host, Dylan Smith. I'm here with two of my best homies, Braden Shepard and Jake Snyder. Uh, we just finished coyote hunting out in northwestern Oklahoma, bobcat hunting. What's up, guys? What up? What's up? I'm Braden. Had a pretty uh, successful night tonight. Yeah, Jake, you want to tell us about the old coyote you shot this evening? I am, uh, yeah, I'm Jake, and I am the one who did do the shooting for this evening. Uh, perfect one for one, and uh, that's about it for right now. Yeah, Jake's actually killed it. So we've been hunting the past two nights, and Jake has killed every single coyote that we've we've seen. Just a madman behind the trigger, really. Jake, I, I'd, I'd rather not miss if I had the opportunity. You had the oppor- so Jake had the opportunity to miss last night, and he took it. Um, I hate to say that. Do you know I'm going to say that? What? That you missed last night. Who knows? Shit, he had the I opportunity did. to take one today. <laughs> And decided not to over better I'm three judgment. For, I'm three for four in the past 24 hours. Exactly. So last night, uh, me, Braden, and Jake went up to Helena. Actually, yesterday during the day, and we were just, uh, Helena is a 200 person town. 200 person. Even five. 500. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. Very packed city. A lot of five uh, five o'clock traffic. But uh, we went up there, and it's a uh, near the Oklahoma Kansas border. We're going to do some coyote hunting and, uh, yeah, just see how many, uh, coyotes we could get. And Jake, Jake killed two. Mm-hmm. I was on the call. Braden was up there providing cover support for all the other, all the other coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yep. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, we ended up going on the farm there in Helena in two different spots and then called in. Four there, shot one, missed, shot, <coughs> killed one there, and could have definitely killed another one and didn't do it. And, uh, and then we ended up going to Nash and uh, to another spot. Yeah, that's uh, that's Jake's, that's your grandpa's land, right? Mm-hmm. Up there near the Kansas border in Helena. And uh, we've had plenty of hunting memories up there. Yeah, we've yeah. killed a... Uh, We've killed our fair share of uh, animals up there for sure. Yeah, so in high school, uh, us three used to go up there. So I've known these guys, like I said, a, a while. Since I was in second, third grade is whenever I really met Braden and Jake. 
and uh, we started getting close. We played football growing up together up until uh, senior year of high school. And anyway, in high school, we used to go up there uh, in the winter uh, for a weekend, and we would just sit out and call out, call in these coyotes, and we'd, we've killed probably 30 coyotes up there. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a lot of debate. Um, for killing something like a coyote because you don't kill the coyote for food. You're not going to eat a coyote. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of people that don't like the like that form of hunting, but it's called depredation. And um, you can have a fur bearer's license, so coyotes are usually hunted for their furs, which people, you know, skin and then tan and use as a, a little decoration. But what these coyotes and bobcats do... I grew up on a little farm with uh, cattle, and these coyotes will kill the baby calves um, whenever they're born in the winter, and um, so you have to get rid of as many as you can, and so it's kind of a good thing you're doing for the entire ecosystem whenever you do kill them, but anyway, last night, or yesterday, we were sat up on this ridge, and uh, Jake had... We'll use 6.5 Creedmoor. Mm-hmm. Nice gun. And um, I was using my AR, my uh, 5.56, and we called in three coyotes. One of them, the closest, we didn't know it was three. Yeah. But uh, the closest one was within 100 yards, and he was staring at that call. We put, so how you, how you uh, call in these coyotes is you put, you put the, you put the call, um, hundred yards away and use an electronic call to call in a to mimic a baby cottontail in distress and um, those coyotes come to that and we called them in from 800 yards away we called them in from 800 yards away and uh, these three coyotes came in and uh, we had a tree between us and Jake didn't know how close they were Anyway, we, uh, so Jake had a, tr- a tree between him and the coyotes and I could see them and they were, they were kind of looking our way and I was telling Jake, you know, pop up and shoot these coyotes and he couldn't see them with, and he had the Creedmoor and my AR556 has no sight on it. I mean, it's iron sight, so I would not want to shoot anything within 50 yards. Um, so this coyote finally steps out. Jake gets up on a spot, drops it with that 6.5 Creedmoor, right? It was pretty lucky because I was looking in a totally different direction than Dylan was looking the entire time whenever we were sitting there calling. And uh, I had no clue. And we had been sitting there for maybe 10 minutes or so. Not very long at all, 5-10 minutes. And uh, Dylan had said that he had seen one. And uh, I could never see it. He t- he, right whenever he first saw it, he told me to not move. So I didn't move at all. And he was telling me like what it was doing, where it was going. It was right over the ridge that we were just on. And uh, so uh, I just sat there. And then he told me to stand up or get on my knee. And uh, he was just right there. And I could just we could just barely see him at all. Yeah, I was coming into that rabbit in distress call. And then after Jake put a clean shot on him, uh, we looked up, and there were two running away, and we realized they had been 800 yards away. It was whenever they had come out of this creek bottom, and um, 
Jake has that 6.5 Creedmoor pretty sided in. And so we were debating if Jake was going to take a run and shot or not, but he didn't have the magazine in the bottom, so we had to, you know, bolt it's, it. It's a, it's a pretty rough whenever you have a bolt action whenever it, and you have a drop magazine out of it, and you lose the magazine, so you have to single load the, the gun, and trying to do that in a quick manner is pretty freaking hard. Especially at 800 yards away. But, uh, and whenever you're panicking, it's yeah. my choice. Yeah, watching them run away. But um, we got it done on the one. And then we, uh, the land up there in northwestern Oklahoma is so much different than the land. We're in Kingfisher, Oklahoma right now, where uh, where I'm, where we're all from, where we grew up. And uh, the land up there, there's a lot of hills. There's a lot of valleys, canyons, uh, creeks. Um, everything's grown up. It's not really farmed because it is so hilly. It's not. It's not farmed as much as around here. I'll say. And it's a uh, lot more. Uh, a lot more untouched. Yeah, especially because there's 500 people in the town. One time we saw a family driving a horse-drawn carriage in the town. <laughs> like, there are, a minute, there's a there's a Mennonite there too. A yeah, couple. They're. they're uh, they're about 200 years behind the rest of us, so. Still cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we changed spots after we get that got that first coyote. When called a little bit, uh, saw how many deer, do you think? Between whenever the time that we showed up there and then by the time that we were leaving to go up to Nash, we had probably seen 15. Probably. Right. One, one sh- Definitely yeah. shooter buck. Yeah, at least one good buck too on the side of the road. So we're we're decent people, so we didn't do that. We didn't do and, that in uh, the middle of both. But good to look at, anyways. <laughs> and uh, but no, it was a, it was an all around really fun trip. Yeah. So there's just wildlife everywhere up there. Like like I said, 15, 20, 20 deer. And um, whenever we're headed to one of your leases in Nash, which is an even smaller town probably than Helena. Yeah, definitely. Um, we saw some more deer, and we saw about 20 to 30 pheasant just on the side of the road. And um, I, I love pheasant hunting. Pheasant hunting is one of my favorite things. I've never to gotten into it at all. So we're going to we're gonna make some contacts up there with that landowner that we saw that uh, had those Maybe. pheasant, hopefully. We'll I'm going to get into it. That might be a good place to start. So Jake's grandpa actually is from Helena, and uh, that's the place that we use as our hunting cabin up there. Um, it's where he grew up, right? It's the house that he grew up in. Yeah. And they have a huge prison there. Huge prison. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how uh, prison divisions go. No, but it's, it's a, it's it's a maximum security prison. It's actually a pretty big prison. Yeah, it's huge. It's not, a, it's not a... It's a top ten prison in Oklahoma. What would you rank it? I've been to a few... <laughs> I mean, personal experience. This is personal. So don't take this home. Uh, eight. Eight in Oklahoma? I'd say it was up there near 12. I've been to six, so. Figured, <laughs> figured eight would be a good one. Yeah, I agree. All right, I don't agree. It was but pretty light. I'll respect your decision. Anyway, so Jack, Jake's grandfather, mm-hmm. Snyder's Catering. Also, if you guys are looking to have an event catered, shoot up, uh, hit up Snyder's Catering. At 405-375-5844. Uh, Thank you. 
There's an unpaid ad right there. Exactly. For the freebie. Um, so Jack grew up out here in Helena hunting and whatnot. And they used he told us a story. He used to they used to call him whenever they were they had a prisoner escape back in the good old days, about what, fifty, sixty years ago? And Jack, as a young boy, what, what, here, tell that story. Yeah, he was, it was probably at least more than, at least more than 50 years ago. And they used to uh, call in the guys that were in the high school and uh, whenever the prisoners would escape. And I don't think that it was a completely maximum security prison like it is now then. Yeah. I think it was, I mean, obviously they probably, I mean, the prison uh, probably upgraded a little bit. A little then. bit. And, uh. Anyways, so they used to escape, but the the uh, the people who the jailers or whoever the people who used to work at the prison used to call uh, whoever it was, and they would uh, and high school kids would go out and they would try and catch the prisoners whenever they were running from the prison because there's literally nowhere to go. And Jack, I mean, you, you you can run through fields, and that's the only place you can go to around there. And Jack would get on his horse, and then they, they would take horses, but there'd be like. 10 or 12, like, horses, like, 10 or a whole bunch of kids, like, doing it. And they would get, like, a reward for, like, bringing them back. Some real Western shit. Honestly. That's not today kind of stuff. They would bring it back. <laughs> they would bring it back right on the Nobody's horses. Nobody's doing that today. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so, we called in this coyote, then we went up to Nash, um, and we were sitting on a little bluff, and Nat... I don't actually let's not talk about how many deer are up there because I don't want people to know. Don't go up there if you're trying to deer hunt. It's pretty bad hunting. Pretty terrible hunting. No, I'm just kidding. There are probably thirty deer that stepped out of the, <laughs> on this wheat field. <laughs> We're sitting on this bluff and deer are just coming in and we have a coyote call out there. Like I said, electronic rabbit in distress call. And uh we turn it on about five minutes later. Not even five minutes. It was like a minute and a half. Yeah. Coyotes started running in. Jake had a shot on one on top of the terrace, and uh, did you get a little nervous? No, I uh, yeah, got a little nervous. <laughs> one out of ten. Jake missed. Seven. Jake Jake missed that shot, and that's okay. We forgive missed him. that one clean, up and right. And uh, he took off running. He ran across the field, and two minutes later, Jake, we had another one come in. We had two more come in. And uh, they were running across the field at about 200 yards um, per, uh, perpendicular to us. And they would not stop. They would not stop so we could get a clean shot. And I was telling Jake, pull the trigger, pull the trigger, make a running, running shot. And uh, right, and Jake didn't, right before one of them got in the trees. And, Almost uh, did. Yeah. <laughs> he turned around and looked for one split second. Like, maybe three seconds he turned and looked at us and Jake had dropped him so and those deer did not care they absolutely i think that i don't know what it is i don't know what it is because i know that they're not hunted that much mm -hmm. i know they're not hunted that much to be all. like casual about yeah that? to be that casual yeah well, and, and because i know there's not a lot of hunters that hunt around where we hunt yeah because we know everybody that hunts around us yeah so the deer were just chilling, and then and then after that gunshot, another coyote came in, and we never got a clean shot on him. He was running about 500 yards, but Jake did have an impressive shot, about 250, 300 yards. It's still fun to just call him in, oh, even if you don't kill him. Yeah, 
still just it's fun. fun. Yeah. yeah, it is fun. It's it's like a knee shaking experience. Like whenever you see that coyote coming. And if you're if you're the kind of person who would want to hunt, and you're not like a patient kind of person that wants to sit in a tree stand all day and keep there and wait on a deer. Right. You're, gonna you're not going to sit there any longer than 20 minutes. If you don't get one in 20 minutes, then you're not going to get one. Yeah. More than likely. I thought we had a bobcat coming today. Braden was on the was on the long gun today. And um, we were we started calling. And uh, I told Braden, I said, Braden, there's a bobcat in these trees. I saw some. So coyotes have like a very light fur. And uh, what, what I saw was a little bit darker. And I was like, that's definitely a bobcat. It was moving a little bit slower than a coyote would run into the call and uh i told Braden, i said Braden, there's a bobcat in these trees and we're sitting there for like five solid minutes we're, we're ready uh, Braden was so ready and, and that uh 6.5 creedmoor is not a light gun so Braden's sitting up there and he's holding this gun i could see the end of the gun shaking because he'd been holding it for five minutes and uh, just ready for a bobcat to step out finally it does step out it is not a bobcat <laughs> it is uh it is the actually the furthest thing that you would want from a bobcat. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst thing that you could ever want. <laughs> it, it was it was a skunk. And uh yeah, Braden let let Jake shoot that. We, we killed that skunk. We were wrapping up our time there on the call. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be calling there for a little bit. I don't know who killed it. I put a few rounds around it. About to change spots, relocate. <laughs> so uh, we had a little fun. Jake had the AR had the shotgun and Braden took a couple picks and uh Anyway, the next place we got to um, was whenever we called in our final bobcat and uh, or not bobcat coyote that we killed tonight, and Braden was the one that shot that one actually. And uh, took her out about two hundred fifty yards. I'd say three hundred yards. It came into the call and it was acting. Uh, it had clearly been hunted quite a bit because. So what people will do, like organizations will do up around here, is they'll have like uh, predator hunts where they have a cash um, prize. prize. So clearly this coyote had been hunt, hunted quite a bit. Um, he came in very skeptical. I'd say it was at least a 300-yard shot. Yeah, I knew it was a little bit. I knew it was the distance, but that 6'5", I mean, I knew it was the distance, but that 6'5", I mean, it shoots straight yeah, Braden for a while. Blacked it. it was running, too. That's I mean, it was, it was a, it was it a slow trot, but anyway... Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Good time. We've killed plenty of coyotes out there, though. Up in Helena's, not as many around here because they're a little overhunted. There's just more coyotes in Helena's. Yeah, I don't know whether it's overhunted or what it is. I think there's just more land I think there's out there. just too many people around. We need to yeah. make this a bender. Do this a couple days. I think there's just too many people around here. What? What are you insinuating? <laughs> like like too many people around here like like okay around like or the hunting lane up there at the farm like where we go there's helena you have nash jet cherokee less populated hunter wise way way less people way less hunters way less everything what? and around here you have you can have piedmont guthrie yeah yeah shout out to riley turner we're doing a podcast with him two weekends from now excited about that but anyway, big time that. hunter and fisher around here. Love Riley. Pretty cool too. Jake. Anyway, Jake. Uh, Jake has been coyote hunting a couple times, taking me out there a couple times. Like I said, in high school, and um, one time we went out there at his. Uh, 
the last time we uh, went coyote hunting up there. When do you think the last time we went coyote hunting, hunting up there was? Previous to yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Two years. Two <laughs> years, at least. Two years, at least. And, um, yeah, we used to kill well, We were pretty time. avid doing it for about a year and a half. A yeah. year. <laughs> what a lot of people don't understand is the farmers are actually so if you call a farmer or a rancher or whatever and you and you they have land and you see a couple coyotes on it you can call them and say hey i'm gonna go and try to yeah get rid of these coyotes but what they what a lot of people don't understand is these farmers want you on their land um like i said i grew up with some cattle and one year we had five different calves die from coyotes so whenever those calves are born um, those coyotes will get a hold of them, and uh, that's just a loss in money. Uh, whenever they get a hold of them like that, so a lot of the times the farmers don't want you on there. It's because they're doing something hunting wise, or yeah, the grandkids are hunting it. Yeah, they the deer hunt there. Yeah, or something. Yeah. But now deer season's over, starting this week. I mean, there's some late season. There's uh, four hunting. days left. Yeah, for bow season. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so Dylan, out of all these, uh, yeah, all these deers let's talk here, about this. A couple of them gotta have some good stories. Yeah, these let's deer? hear the. Let's hear out of this room, and I I know that the people hearing can't see what we're looking at, but let's hear the best story about this. They got a the seven best year old, story? The best story about one of these hanging right above the bed. Well, I've got, so I've got all my deer antlers hung up in my room, which is where we are in Kingfisher from where I grew up. And, um, if I'm looking to give you some perspective, I got a 12 there's about deer seven at. and they're all giant. No, they're not all giant. <laughs> that six point over there was probably the craziest story. So my grandpa, Larry, um, we were over there at our hunting spot, um, north of Edmond and we were just bored because there's no cell service out there. Uh, there's nothing to do but sit around the, the campsite. And um, after the morning hunt, we were just bored. And I asked my, I was probably like 12. I asked my grandpa, I said, will you, uh, you want to go on a midday hunt? Which is very, very unlikely because deer are so nocturnal. Um, was it during, with the time of the year? I don't even remember. I was, I was like 11 years ago. Um, at six point, so midday hunt, my grandpa walks me to my deer stand and surprisingly, this is the first time I ever sat in a deer stand by myself, completely by myself. And Were you scared? I was scared. <laughs> I was scared. So my I grandpa, the first time I was so scared. Well, yeah, it was man. midday too, so I didn't even have to deal with the darkness. It was just midday and I was like, oh man, there's going to be like a bear come through and climb mm -hmm. this tree. And Yeah, you always think the worst. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that. My grandpa drops me off in my deer stand and I'm sitting up there by myself and it was, it was late fall because there was still a lot of, I remember there were a lot of uh, colors in the trees and, uh, it was a two, it was a one, no, it was a two man stand that my dad and I had built out of wood. We had like literally hammered it into the tree and, um, you guys must be strong. Yeah, we were pretty strong back then. <laughs> anyway, we went out, my grandpa took me to my stand and. He walked out, and literally five minutes later, this buck had jumped up, this little six-point, had jumped up from, I guess, where my grandpa had been walking out of the 
out of the forest and was running right towards me and it was it wouldn't stop so i yelled at the buck i go bat bat and uh it never it never stopped so i shot it was probably at that point it was probably like a 10 yard shot it was right underneath me and that and it i was using a 243 bolt action and that was probably one of the coolest things was i was by myself that was the first time ever hunting by myself and this deer was dead underneath me by myself and i and my dad was telling us before we went out on that midday hunt he's like there's no way there's going to be deer out there like you're just wasting your time <laughs> yeah. and so i was pretty cool i could be like hey dad screw you i, I killed a buck and my grandpa my grandpa came running in because he thought that i had fallen or accidentally sh- <laughs> he did not think Shucks. I killed a deer. He was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I killed a deer." And he's like, "What?" Did not believe me. Thought I was capping. But the biggest deer that I ever killed in my life, I killed like right at noon. Really? Mm-hmm. And it was just like a during the rut. Catch him in the rut. Three or four years ago, and it was my uncle Brent, and he had asked me. We were up there hunting for the weekend. And we had hunted that morning, and we all came in. We all just, like, took a nap before we just went out that night. <laughs> and uh, he uh, asked me if I wanted to go out, and it was, like, straight up, like, noon. And we went out there uh, to some of the land that uh, Kip, the guy Kip, have you, have you ever met him? And Helena? I've met Dylan? him. Uh-huh. Met him? Mm-hmm. Uh, Old man with a huge ranch. Yep. Yeah. A lot and, of land. Uh, the uh, We went out to some of his land. And we went out there, rattled for a little bit. Anyways, we're out there for about 30 minutes total. And we're like, okay, screw it. Like, we didn't do, it, do nothing. We were walking back to the truck. And I was walking close, and we were walking right on the side of this big creek. And uh, in this, like, thick, thick, like, super thick cane uh, was, like, three does and one big buck. And uh, anyways, I, uh, it was the biggest buck I ever killed. Uh, I don't have a rifle. I don't have a picture right now i don't think but uh, what 10 12 uh it was a 10 point what do you think it scored i don't know maybe 160 really That's and crazy. uh the uh anyways we uh and i was like here hey there's a huge buck right there and i was just whispered that to my uncle and he was like oh yeah bullshit and he was like looked back and he was like no and uh anyways i was like no i'm serious he just never saw it and uh anyways i put the gun up and i just shot he never saw it and uh i shot him right in the neck he just died right there wow it was a pretty awesome experience i killed that him at cool. it was like 13 yards really that's crazy one of these bucks that one um whenever i was really young hunting with my dad there was this deer that walked a, what is what is that eight seven seven or eight point that was my first <laughs> <laughs> it was my first like kind of big deer um he had stepped into this little window between these two cedar trees and uh i um anyway i uh i, I waited for him to walk out in between this little clearing and i didn't have enough time to like scope in or whatever and i just took a quick shot i was a young kid and i accidentally shot him in the jaw it was really weird I accidentally shot this deer in the jaw. Was it a? Well, it dro- it I didn't know. I, sh- I didn't know I shot him in the jaw. We didn't know. Did he? Did he die? He dropped. So whenever I pulled the trigger, we he dropped, and my dad was like, "Oh, you got him! You got him!" And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." 
so we walk up and we get about 15 yards from him and he's sitting there and you can see his antlers on the ground like bobbing back and forth my dad was like let's walk away let him die out and I was like no no no! I just want to put him out of his misery and my dad's like okay we'll walk up there and and you shoot him in the neck in one of his carotid arteries and he'll die so he sits his head up whenever we get probably 10 yards away whenever I can get a good shot on his neck he picks his head up and his lower jaw is just hanging like with his mouth wide open I shot him in the neck turns out I had hit him in the jaw on that first shot, and if we would have uh, not shot him, he probably would have been, so it knocked him out, that shot, yeah, had knocked him out, and he was sitting there with his head wrung, and he eventually got up, and uh, he probably would have got up and uh, ran away if we wouldn't have shot him in the neck, but, but uh, one time I took Jake out there to our hunt land, and Jake killed one of the biggest bucks we've ever killed out there. And, uh, no, not, I'd say top. With a bow? Yeah, top 10 for sure with a bow. <laughs> it was the first time my dad ever let me take one of my friends out deer hunting. And I took Jake because he had taken me to Helena so many times. And, uh, I told Jake, I was like, I'm going to drop you off in this Westfield stand and then I'm going to walk to my stand. Jake had trust issues. At I thought the time. I was getting completely, completely screwed over, and I was begging Dylan to let me sit where he would, where he was gonna, where he was saying that he was gonna sit. I, Jake had trust issues. He thought I was gonna put him in a really shitty stand, and so I told him I was like, I promise, I'm giving you one of the best stands. And this Westfield stand that I was gonna drop him off in had, at that point, killed more deer than anyone else or anywhere else. But Jake was like, No, I want to sit where you're gonna sit. You sit where I sit. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll sit in the good stand. Um, dropped him off, get set up in my stand, and about 30 minutes later, I see Jake running through my wheat field with his bow in his hands, yelling. Genius I am. <laughs> so what happened there? Uh, pretty much got sitting there thinking that I'm still completely getting screwed out, and uh, I brought a book with me. So I sat there, you know, watching for 10, 15 minutes, started reading a book, and then you I You could read hear, pretty well at that time. Yeah, huh? I was reading fast at that time. I was reading like 60 to 80 words a minute at that time. That's pretty and, good. Uh, but anyways, I was reading, and I hear something walking. And, uh, anyways, so, well, he was running, he oh. was running. No, he really wasn't. He was walking and, uh, I heard I him coming in table. anyways, look straight up exactly. I would say approximately 18 to 20 yards straight in front of me, broadside sitting there, grabbed my bow, popped him, 12 point, killed him. He was nice. And that was the most lucky experience that I'll ever have hunting, and I'll never have anything luckier than that. Took maybe 30 sure. minutes, and then you <laughs> decided to run through my wheat field telling me about your deer. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then after that, I uh, I knew I knew he was dead because I heard him. But, you know, I heard him you crash. Dylan's hunt was over. I heard him crash, and I, yeah, I was like, I was like, Dylan's screwed. He's definitely helping. <laughs> and and uh, so so pretty much, I'm hunting right here and Dylan is 400 yards east of me 500 yards east of me and uh 
You just had to Between me and him was a big open field. And uh, after I kill this deer, I get down. After about 10 minutes, I get down, look. This, he's dead. Anyways, I'm running, and I start I start going towards Dylan. I'm calling him. He's not answering. Texting him. He's not answering. Well, yeah, I have no cell And I'm trying to get him, and I'm, I know that he can see me over the field if he's just looking. But we are about 400 yards away. And uh, I'm trying to get his attention, so I just start running to the middle of the field that he's hunting. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and if he's not gonna see me now, then he then he's sleeping. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so pretty much, I get him, and he gets mildly upset in the beginning, but I explained uh, to him exactly upset. what happened, and uh, it was awesome too. Yeah, I decided my hunt was over at that point. Yeah, it was all screwed for everybody. After that. <laughs> and that was early. <laughs> it was 50, thirty minutes after yeah. I dropped you off. Yeah. Um, one time, one time I did the same thing at Jake's place and, uh, I killed my first buck I've ever killed with a, with a bow. And you know how I know I killed him is because he was five yards under me. He was sitting underneath my tree stand, just chilling. You know how he doesn't actually know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> someone might've been a little shaky. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen here. He's five yeah, yards, under, for, he's five yards, digits. five yards underneath me. Uh, I draw back, shoot straight down, go straight through him. Like literally where I shot went straight through him and I can see the arrow on the ground sticking out of the mud. And uh, perfect. The arrow was absolutely covered in blood. I get down. I hear him crash 30 yards east of me. Sounds like. 50 <laughs> maybe. I think he just sat there for a second while he was resting. No. So I get down and there's... So much blood, so much blood everywhere. And I text Jake. I said, Hey Jake, like I just got a buck. And he said, okay, wait for my hunt to be over before you blood trail him. And that's where I messed up. So I assumed Jake meant by that, that we had a, you know, some good head lamps and uh, he was going to help me blood trail. We didn't have a lamp. We didn't have a spotlight. We didn't have a knife. So here's what happened. We get out there in the night. I was probably walking around with phone lights. Exactly. exactly and that's right. not near enough. So, yeah, we get down, or we get out there to blood trail this deer that I know 100% is dead. And, uh, yeah, we just we couldn't even see one drop of blood because it had all dried. It was all brown. And all the grass around there, like Johnson grass, like just the long, wild, wild grass, was just like red tint. Yeah. We couldn't we couldn't see the blood trail at all. And we just went and walked around with our only our phone lights. Good luck. Yeah, we didn't find anything. Good luck. It was sad. But anyway, happens to the best of us. Jake's gonna go pee. We'll be right back. And we're back. Alright. So uh we've heard about Jake's monster buck stories. Jake's killed way too many deer. But uh Brayden When's the last deer you killed? The last deer I killed would have been two years ago. It was a 12-point in rifle season. Came out. It was a pretty easy hunt. It was I was out there for maybe an hour, hour and a half. Where were you? Um, Tongue, Oklahoma. I had a lease out there for, I don't know, I got it like my freshman year of high school and got rid of it. Actually, that was my last year on it. I remember that. We went up and checked a trail cam one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that all throughout high school and partial college. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was an easy hunt. I had a 
double stand. Um, I had Landon Alt with me at the time. He was in a different stand, though. And he came out about 60 yards, and I had a 308, and I just took him out. Went about 10 yards and fell down. Nice. How many deer do you think you've killed? Uh, probably about 10. Wow. I more know with a bow than a rifle. Really? Yeah. You like bow hunting more? Um, I just got into it like early in in high school, and that was ended up when I had that lease. But yeah, I mean, I enjoy it more. Yeah. I, think, I mean, personally, I think it's a little bit better of an accomplishment than with the rifle. But Feels a lot better. Yeah. Give me a beer. Thank you. <laughs> but no, that was uh, my biggest, which really isn't that big, dude. It's. That, that buck right there is the biggest yeah. deer I've ever killed. Anything, I'm not anything a with a bow feels pretty awesome. But anything with a bow feels pretty awesome. Dude, you know what we should do tomorrow morning? I've had my fair share of decent deer. You know what we should do tomorrow morning? What? Do you want Do you want to kill a deer? I'd be down to is your, kill a deer. Is your bow so side of it? Let's go, let's go kill a deer tomorrow I'm morning. I'm down to do it. I'll go to the guffy line. 100% down to do that. All right. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. To you. We'll have Sponsored a sponsor by uh, Corona Extra. There could Find definitely be a couple spots there that we could cut on that too. Yeah, yeah. Because you've you've killed how many deer have you killed this year? Two. Two. Does. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are letting your deer grow up a little bit bigger this year. We didn't do very much hunting at all this year. Yeah. This year we took it. Took it. It was just kind of a complicating, years. different kind of year. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. But, I, I mean, every year besides this year, we've always hunted a, sh- a shit ton. A yeah. lot. And uh, besides th- this year, no. Yeah. Didn't hunt very much. Shout out to Landon Nault, if you're out there listening, bud. One time that dude, I was high school hero football story, but uh, I was blocking for him one time on the offensive line. That dude was our running back. He's on the offensive line for Kingfisher. Kingfisher High School 2013 state champion. Don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Landon was our running back. Docker handed it off to Landon. I was blocking a guy having a little bit of trouble. Landon decided to hit, or just go over the top of us because I was not creating a hole for him to run through. That dude hit me so hard. At, listen to this. I was probably 230 pounds at the time. I was blocking a dude maybe about my size, maybe a little heavier defensive tackle. Landon hit me so hard in the hole that he flat-backed that guy. I landed on top of that guy with chest to chest, and Landon kept running. And whenever we got back to the huddle, Landon had a bent face mask (laughs) from hitting me so hard in the back of the head. Crazy. Yeah, that man was a different breed. Does he hunt a lot? Yeah. He actually, this year... Um, I took him throughout high school quite a bit, and it was actually last year. He got a lease there outside of Kingfish County by a hunter. We're hunting Bar- Barton Hunt. Yeah, shout out to Barton Construct. Is it Barton Construct or Kingfish? Yeah. No, it's Kingfish Construction. Yeah, give it. What's their number, Jake? I don't know. That's okay. Hey, it's Four oh five H Barton. H Barton. There you go. Give him a call if you need something tore down. Anyway, but um. Yeah, we've done some hunting these days, and uh, we haven't really gotten back to it. This was our first time. This is my first time to hunt with you guys since five, oh. uh, 
Four, four years. Four or five years. Yeah, before college. Freshman, freshman year in college, probably. Yeah, so Braden, Braden was a little bit of a baller back in his day. He still is. He was a basketball player. He was with it at Northwestern. Yeah. Now you guys still are... Still running out of uh, Northwestern a little bit. Did you guys uh, happen to make any contacts up there that we could do some pheasant on that? Um, Dr. Grandpa. Really? He does have land oh, up there. Oh, yeah, the general? They do a lot of They oh, do a lot of uh, Coach Sweat figure. Yeah. Shout out to Taylor Sweat. They do a lot of ranch up there. Really? Quill hunt up there. Family does. Taylor Sweat. Coach Sweat. Mr. Sweat, if you are out there listening. Sweaty. But, uh, no, yeah, they do a lot of freaking quail and pheasant hunt up there. Have you been fail or quasant? Quail. You want me to fail at what? Quail or pheasant hunt up there? No, I haven't. I have not ever in my life been an avid bird hunter besides quail, or besides uh, dove. What about you, Booch? I've been on two quail hunts. I've only, uh, one time I went, I guess I got, I don't know, busted. Didn't get one my first time. The second time I went, I got one. But we were in Alva at the time, and always hanging with a bunch of the rodeo guys. Nice. They went uh, pheasant hunting and took us. But yeah, I'm... Like Jake, haven't done a whole lot of bird hunting. What's your favorite thing to hunt? Deer? Um, yeah, probably deer, I yeah. would say. Just it's a little more of an accomplishment. It's just, just a little harder to hunt. There's just nothing like, like no matter how many years you've been hunting or anything, there's just nothing like sitting there bow hunting, especially, and even deer, or e- even uh, rifle hunting, and just seeing a deer pop out. Right. It's just nice. It's you know, there's, they always awesome. get bigger. So, <laughs> yeah, it's Once you awesome. get your yeah. new PR, your best, I yeah. mean, there's only bigger out there. So Yeah, that's the problem my dad has had. For some reason, my dad has just killed year after year huge bucks. And I would say he hunts harder than everyone else, which is usually why he did it, does so well. Mm-hmm. But this year, my dad killed it in massive buck in the tree stand that I was supposed to sit at the next morning on the first evening of bow season. He killed, he killed a, the rifle? No, he killed a bow. Uh, first evening of bow season. I was going to hunt there the, the next uh, morning. And, um, yeah. Behind the scenes action? Exactly. And uh, <laughs> he killed a big one. But anyway, what are you guys up to now? What's, what's, what's new in your life? Nothing. Uh, school? School. School starts in... Uh, school and more than hunting, that's for sure. Week that's and a half. <laughs> yeah. Week and a half, and then... Uh, besides that, I mean, I really don't have much going on. I'm looking for a job if you're... If you're out there, out there? If anybody out there, yeah, is listening, looking and hiring. I'm here. You know Jake what? Jake Snyder, 405-623, Samson. Any, uh... <laughs> Any hunting ranches out there <laughs> looking to hire? Anybody just want to have whatever? I mean, he is a good time. Jake has fun. Um, so, yeah, 405-623-7656. You know what's going to be funny? That's Jake Snyder. <laughs> you know what's going to be funny is whenever it's like 10 years from now, and hopefully by that time, like, I'm We've got doing, something figured out. I'm, do, I'm doing this You're gonna podcast. You're going to get a call. With an offer to run the biggest hunting ranch in South <laughs> After this podcast ages for 10 years. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, ten years from now we're gonna look back and be like, we were just we were so stupid. <laughs> what were we doing? No, I think it's gonna be fun. Hopefully we've killed more deer, more coyotes. Yeah. Well, I think either way it still just gets better. Have either of you guys ever killed a bobcat? Nope. I've shot at one. Really? I've shot yeah. at one. I shot at one about two months ago. It's out of a moving truck back in high school. I don't know if I a moving say this truck, on a the U-Haul. Podcast. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> was it a U-Haul, like a no, moving truck? It was truck? out of a uh, <laughs> 2006 uh, F-250 power truck. Oh, so Brock, it wasn't yeah, one of them diesel. Oh, Brock Beckman. We used to do a lot of uh, old just looking around at night with spotlights. If you know what I mean? Just look peeping. Well, we were uh, driving down the back road, and one took off right in front of uh, the truck and just ran straight down the road, and I had my. Uh, little pellet gun because I wasn't going to kill it but um and he was running right next to the tire damn near fucking shot at him and missed he fucking ran alongside the truck for a second and then bolted off into the ditch so I didn't have a clean shot at him with my pellet gun because of course I wasn't going to kill him shooting out of the truck but so Braden tell my uh gambling story oh wow oh so um, so I had had like 150 bucks to gamble with, and that was all I was willing to spend. Jacob had maybe like a couple hundred bucks he was gambling with, and uh, I ran out of money. And Jake's up maybe like a couple hundred bucks. How much? Four did or five hundred bucks. Yeah, I was maybe up. I maybe had. You weren't uh, up, up yet. Yeah, I maybe up 200 bucks then. Well, so he gives me 100 bucks to blow off. And I was like, all right. So I walk off to this machine, and I get it hot and ready, and she starts hitting and spinning red, and next thing I know, I'm up like 600 bucks. And then I hit it a couple more times. I think there's some people that ended up coming like around me. They saw me, just because there's a big group of us there. And uh, I got up to like, it was like 950, and together we had like, Jake made me cash out so we could take a picture with the money. <laughs> all 20s. Yeah, and he had like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. And we put it all together, took a picture. And uh, he gave me like another hundred bucks to um, go gamble with and like make more money for us. Cause we, yeah. Well, as once we got done with the picture, Jake proceeds to gamble with the money. And he sticks it between his legs on that little chair right in front of the slots. And, um, well, I had already walked off to go spend the next hundred bucks that uh, we got. And he comes to me about 30 minutes later. I'm, I think I'm up like 200 at, to 200. I've maybe doubled it. I was sitting there for a while. And he comes up to me. He's like, please tell me you have the money. And I was like, no. Because I had, I had given him some money, but we had exchanged it back and forth between... <laughs> We had been winning so much money. <laughs> and uh, anyways, no, I uh, ended up losing a, a large sum of cash. Somebody had, much, good somebody had a good day there. Somebody had a good day. in casino. I would much? say we were set. We were setting out. I think it was eleven hundred dollars. I think it was twelve hundred dollars. Over a thousand dollars for sure. Yeah, well over. Over a thousand. And uh, someone found it. But yeah, I somebody. mean, somebody had had to have found it, and then. The next morning, whenever I came down, whenever I was uh, aware enough with my body, and uh, I was trying to. Yeah. 
anyway, so so you're but uh, anyways, no, we were sitting down at a uh, slot machine, and I was the one that was sitting down, and I had had all the cash, and it was sitting in my uh, pocket, or no, it was sitting. I had it in cash, and I put it right in between my legs, and uh, I guess after I had lost the money in the in the uh, slot machine that we just decided to get up and. I just tipped about eleven hundred dollars to whoever the hell cleaned up that slot machine. <laughs> or whoever walked by. Yeah, or whoever walked by or whatever. And then the next morning, whenever I realized what had happened and how bad that was, I was like, Oh my effing gosh. The uh <laughs> You can cut. The uh um Heck and shoot. Heck and shoot. Uh, I went downstairs, I went downstairs to the security, or I talked to the managers or whatever and tried to get, uh, to see if I could do any of the security, just see any of the security cameras, and they said that they didn't see anything on them, so, uh, we just dropped it at that, and I was just out 1100 bucks. That's tough. It was a fun trip, though. So, Braden, Braden went and picked me up in Norman, and, um... Anyway, I went up there, and I was fresh off of surgery, could not walk, so I was on crutches, could not move my right knee. Got a nice little wheelchair for him. Brayden, being the great friend that he is, went up to the main people and were like, please give my friend a wheelchair so that we can hang out all weekend at this casino. Sure <laughs> so enough, that, Hard so Rock that, Hotel and Casino does not disappoint. That's the best casino in Oklahoma. No cap. Oh, the free advertisement? Some more. Anyway, um, so Braden took me to the front desk. I get in a wheelchair, and that night, that that was kind of a messed up weekend for me just because of the pain medicine. It was kind oh, of blurry. Sure. But that night, the next morning, I woke up with $950. Yeah. $750. I was up 950 and I had dropped down to he 750 was- just on blackjack. It was way... Well, it wasn't... Explain what the game was. Explain the game that we were playing. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't really know. I don't know how to explain the game. What was it called? Pot of gold. It was blackjack, but you did not have to... If you wanted to double down, if you wanted to split, if you wanted to hit, or if you wanted to do anything like that, it didn't cost you any money and the dealer paid for everything. Right. Yeah. So you never... It was a, it was a win-win. You always, you want a lot in that. Yeah. So there was at one point that I bet maybe 50 bucks. So the, to begin with, the entire night, I only I only pulled out 60 bucks out of the ATM. And uh, that's what I started with. My friends are wheel, wheelchairing me around. I didn't realize the, uh, the danger between, uh, behind drinking on top of uh, pain medicine and... Uh, Anyway, young and unsubscribed. And here's here's the scary part is, you know, whenever you're drinking and you stand up and you're like, all right, I've had a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. I never had to do that. You guys, so you never, so you never, you guys, so you never actually knew. I never knew how drunk I was. All I knew is, I was winning money. <laughs> <laughs> I would turn to whoever was in charge of pushing me that night and I say, hey. Let's go over here. <laughs> I'm feeling this one. I'm not kidding. One of the that night that Dylan's talking about, the uh, I started losing money that night, and uh, 
and I walked over to a bar and I was trying to find all of them. And anyways, I ended up finding all of them because Dylan is in a wheelchair in the middle of the bar in this casino. And yeah. he's getting wheeled around by, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to discredit anybody. Brayden's friendship, <laughs> but I will say Brayden pushed me out into the middle of the dance floor in a wheelchair. <laughs> I don't want to say he's shitty. But anyway, there was a grown woman and her husband. He was like standing there creepily. Very, very, very odd guy. Um, I'm trying to get out of there, but I'm in a wheelchair and she's like, he could have ran. Dancing on me. He could have wheeled off on his he own. He could have ran. It was that bad. <laughs> no, I could not have ran. I just he had could've. surgery on my knee. Oh, you would have died. Yeah, I mean, I would have done for it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I woke up the next morning with a bunch of money, and uh, that was that. Woke up and he was rich, so that's it. Yeah, I'm a billionaire now. 23 years old, billionaire. <sighs> what are you doing? Hard, yeah, what, what are you doing? What are you what are up you? to? What do you want? Hard rock. Hard rock. <laughs> Go to the hard rock one night. So what's the plan for the morning? What do you guys want to do? I think that no, Dylan... No, in the morning. Let's do it. Run it back. What do you want to do? If you really want to do that in the morning... Duck, geese, deer, coyote. I would say coyote. This, uh, this is a predator. Because it would be, it would be the funnest. And there's a lot of land out there that there's a lot of, there's a few spots that we could go out there. And, uh, give me a night yeah, to think about the podcast. It would definitely be fun. A little more topics yeah. to talk about. Yeah. Now that the spotlight's been put on, gives you a little something. There's no to think spotlight. About. We have no spotlight yet. We have a the four only people... star spotlight and a dresser lamp. I want to, I want to give a shout out to, uh, Jackson Rareman, my number one fan on Facebook. Um, I love you, Jackson. Shout out Jackson. What are you doing? Jake, are you single? Yes, I am single. Instagram. G- Jake Snyder underscore. I wish you guys... Ask me again so you can... Uh... I'm sorry, we're having audio issues. I just randomly got ten times louder. Take my nose, Ask me again. Brayden Shepard, are you single? No, I'm currently uh, single but taken. <laughs> kind of the... Close to the same answer, but Just that's kidding. the one we're gonna go with. I okay. am uh, uh, Jake. I am uh, Jake Steiner. I am completely single, completely. Uh, Instagram Jake Snyder, Snyder with an I underscore. Snapchat J Snyder twenty six. <laughs> and uh, what? What is your type? Love you. What is your type? What is your type of woman? Jake's picking his nose. What's well, your time? Well, babe. Well, yeah. Keep yourself up. Uh, <laughs> keep yourself up. That's you it? got hair. I don't care about <laughs> hair. I don't really care about hair that you much. You just have to have some hair. Yeah. Hair is nice. And then, uh, I don't know, just be a nice person. That'd be great. So redo the Instagram one more time. The Instagram is Jake Snyder underscore. Snyder is with an I. You probably haven't heard of it. Jake Snyder underscore. 
Snapchat is jsnide26. Love you guys. All right. So, uh, what's what's the update? Uh, we took a little break. Took a little break because um, because the Browns are about to score another touchdown. Let's score. It is twenty eight to seven. Twenty eight to seven right now. Uh, give give me a second. The Browns just scored another touchdown. Thirty five seven. What's the, going how, into halftime? How much time left? Going into halftime. Uh, but it's just awesome to see if they can make field win. 35-7 going into halftime. You think they're going to wrap it up? Second I half? hope to God. You can only pray to Jesus Christ. I hope to God they do. So you, um, Browns all the way. I hope to God. That, I just want, if the Browns win tonight, it's it's something that they have not done in, uh, in, 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 in 22, 22 years, I think. 22 years? Twenty, at least twenty years. At least twenty years. Will you lock that? Yeah. Um. So. I a hope playoff win. I hope the Packers win. Shout out to our boy Jay Sternberger, number yeah. eighty-seven, tight end for the Packers, Green Bay Packers. I want the Packers to go all the way. Uh, I want the Browns to go all the way. And if my ideal world met up, then the Packers and the Browns would play in the in the Super Bowl, and. Uh, I don't know who I would want to win. <laughs> I hope I'd Jay, be happy either way. I'd hope Jace gets a ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd rather the Packers win. <laughs> but it'd be cool if the Browns won. Yeah. All right. So um, tomorrow morning, you and I are going to go do some coyote hunting, and uh, Brayden is going to try and get him a deer. Is that right? I don't know. Put some meat in his fridge? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like. This time of the year, this this time of the year, it seems like it's just now starting to get like to the point where it's cold every day. It's cold every day. It's cold every night. It's uh, it's just just really good time to hunt right now. This is my favorite. Nah, this is my favorite time of year. Fall, late fall is my favorite favorite time of year. Right in right around rut, leaves are all changing. Yeah, we've had a lot of hunting stories in our day, Jake. Yeah. We've been hunting once or twice. So, dove hunting. What do you think about dove hunting? Dove hunting is awesome. Dove hunting is the only bird hunting that I have ever really actually participated in. Yeah. And and, and, and enjoyed. Yeah, so Jake, like I would say. Jake and I, we hunt at this, uh, this really old man. Really, really, really old man. Justin Lucas. Just, he's just dead. He just... <laughs> Justin Lukasek. Uh, shout out yeah. to Justin Lukasek. What's his? It's Justin Lukasek, All-Star Plumbing, uh, 405-368-6162. Nope. That's that is completely wrong. <laughs> Take that back. Take that number. And that is wrong. All right. Don't remember that number. All-Star Plumbing. Look it up on Google. Um, Justin Lukasek lets us come out there and dove hunt every year for opening season. And that dude has the spot for dove dove you know yeah because right he's a, he uh he helps him out a little bit he helps out the dove mm-hmm. yeah we have they just stay around there just because he has a pasture and a pond to his west east 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 of and, his house uh, yeah he uh he always 
He plants sunflowers and Dove likes sunflowers. And uh, Milo. Milo, sunflowers and Milo. And they love both of those. Those are the two most things that they like. And uh, yeah, it just is good every year. Yeah, two years ago, me and Jake went out along with a couple other people. We went dove hunting out there and we limited out before, after an hour of shooting. Yeah. It's, uh, that's how it usually is every year. Yeah. That's, and that's, I, and that's why I think the only, and that's why I like dove hunting more than anything else is because that's, I mean, it's the fast paced. It's, it seems like it's fast paced and I've just never been on a good duck hunt or a good anything like that. I guess I would say I've been on a couple duck hunts, but not, uh, not anything with anybody that knew anything. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, uh, guided right. by any means. Right. So yeah, he has, he has the setup for duck hunting. What would you say your favorite type of hunting is, Jake? Deer. Deer for sure. But, in, in, but deer is so restricted. I mean, you hunt deer. Really, I only hunt deer two months out of the year. Yeah, and it's your December shooting. or November and December is about the only time I really ever hunt deer. And uh, you're hunting for one deer, and you're yeah, trying to get yeah, and and that's what's so awesome about it is whenever you can accomplish something that you've been looking to do, and a deer that you've been looking at on a trail camera, something like that. That's cool. But I really never, we never really set out trail cams like that, and uh, we may have like one trail cam set out just to have like an idea. We always just maybe have an idea yeah, we're the besides same way. just what we've seen with our own eyes. Right. And, uh, but no, I mean, we, we always know we have a good chance of seeing something, because, I mean, just being up there, you always have a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah, there's an insane amount of deer up there. But dove season, how many times have you limited out at Justin Luke Sex? Every every time I've went. Exactly. I'm the exact same way. <laughs> I've I've limited out every single first morning that I've ever went. And and then even after that I've I've limited out I've limited out of this house a week after opening day. Yeah. Yeah, dove hunting's pretty fun. But we've never been big waterfowlers. No, just because I like to, and hate to say this to anybody who loves to do that or whatever, but I just like to hunt what I like to eat. Yeah. And I love to eat dove. Dove are awesome because I grew up eating them. And deer is awesome because like, you can cook in, and I grew up eating deer that I know how to cook in anyway. Right. You and, can cook the whole deer too. Yeah, you can cook about. whatever. You can, yeah, Steaks, you can completely cut. Yeah. And, uh. But I've never ducks and geese, and I know ducks and geese. I know that they're good. I know you can make them good, but it's not a like a dove. You right. just can't cook it, and it'd be good. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. But one thing we were super into in high school, like I said earlier, was uh, coyote hunting. And we used to every single weekend in high school, we used to go up to Helena, um, sit out there with an electronic call, call them in, maybe two to three every single time we'd get two to three just about every time the most we ever killed in one night was five and that was uh that was a pretty wild experience but 
Yeah, we had we took Docker out there one time. We need to have Docker on. Oh man, we need yes, to have we Docker. Do. Shout out Docker Hob. Shout out Docker Hob. Single. <laughs> single single is a Pringle. Single's a Pringle. That's that boy. That's that boy. Shout out Docker Hob. Uh, we took him out deer hunting to get his first deer once, and uh, we got it done. He got a ten point. Um, yeah, that was pretty. But cool. it was a yeah, it was interesting. It was an awesome hunt. It was, it was a good fun. hunt. We've had a fun. lot of good hunts. But uh, grew up growing up around Kingfisher. That's the cool part about where we grew up. I know a lot of our listeners are from like OKC, Edmond, Tulsa, Dallas area, and. Um, they they didn't get that they didn't necessarily get the chance to go out and hunt like we were able to in Kingfisher. And the best part about Kingfisher is there's a bunch of farmers that, you know, let you hunt whatever and just about there's nothing we're a town of five thousand, maybe. Give them credit. Yeah. Honestly honestly they're probably like eight. You think so? Yeah. Oh, now. It's growing. Well it's a big city now. I mean Sheesh. you just it really has. But com- compared to Kingfisher, compared to any town anywhere around Kingfisher. Yeah, it's a big city. Kingfisher is the Oklahoma City for Northwestern a lot Oklahoma. of towns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a town near Kingfisher called Loyal, and they probably have 200, 300 people. But just full of great hunting land. We're right here on the Canadian River. And um, one time we went out there to our Guthrie land, coyote hunting. And I decided to use my, me and Jake and I, we decided to use my 280, which was, uh, that was a crazy time. We called on a coyote to our west field, and I used that 280, and there was about an 8-inch exit hole out of that coyote. Like, it almost tore that coyote in half. And uh, But coyotes is one of the only, and you hate, and whenever you, you hunt and, and this is one of the things that I've realized hunting and like growing up, like growing up around hunting and like uh, maturing about hunting and stuff is like making sure whenever you, whenever you take a shot for sure, like, and that's what messed me up so loud about the other night about whenever I knew I pulled the trigger and I knew I missed, I just knew and I just never do that. And it was just, and, uh, but you always want to, whenever you pull the trigger, whenever you pull the bow back and kill a deer, you always want to make sure it's like a kill shot. You want to make sure it's like a good shot. Yeah. You want to make sure it's it's as uh, uh, a humane humane thing as possible. Right. You don't want the animal to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you're always, and that's what you always want to go for, but like that always happens. No. No. Yeah. Like a... I mentioned it on our first podcast, um, I guess, a couple weeks ago, and I shot a buck with my bow, the biggest buck I've ever killed, and I know I killed it. I shot a buck with my bow about 20 yards underneath me, blood trailed him for 400 yards, 300 to 400 yards, and then his blood trail just stopped, and I never found the deer. That would have been the biggest deer I ever killed, and sadly, he... He probably died out there. That's just part of it. I think I mentioned that on my first podcast, and I was beating myself up about it. And that's been a month, and I still... A lot of the times whenever... And I didn't learn this until I was like pretty deep into bow hunting just like a couple years ago. My grandpa teaching me this. 
you can you can have a deer be completely broadside to you, but have his head quartered a different way, like looking somewhere else. Like he's looking way over here. He's looking way to his left or way to his right. And the way that he is looking and the way that his like body is positioned is where your arrow is going to go in. Right. And so it completely misses with everything. And so if you have a deer broadside and you shoot him right behind the shoulder and he's facing way this way, you might just shoot right through his shoulder and right through his front, right through the front of him, right right through his chest. Yeah, that's... So you never know what you're actually shooting. Right. I took... uh, Until you, I guess, really know. I took Rachel out deer hunting. I was trying to explain to her all the different ways that you could shoot a deer. And I realized how many, you know... Like, depending on their positioning, you have to shoot them. But, like, with dove or duck or geese, you just got to point your shotgun up and mm-hmm. you got to shoot that thing. But yeah, yeah. Deer, completely different. Yeah. Normally, normally with deer, and with the, the, the good thing about hunting deer is, is that you usually, if you're hunting with a rifle, you usually have time to set up. Yeah. You usually have time to... Get positioned, get set up, get ready to do your thing. You yeah. Know, get completely ready to do it. Right. And that's nice compared to going dove hunting, going goose hunting, going duck hunting, anything right. like that. Yeah. You're not prepared. You know exactly yeah. what. Or yeah, you just know exa- about. You know just you're prepared. You see exactly what you're trying to do. But you know what trail they're coming yeah. in on. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But, uh, No. I have never to this day really ever been on a good duck hunt or a good goose hunt or anything. You want to? I don't. I mean, it would be, yeah. I mean, I would like to. If there's any, uh, if there's but any. But honestly, of you... I'm going to have to be. I just don't see the. the, the, the that seems to be. It's like this fun. seems very. Un, this seems very biased. But that just seems to me not fun. Yeah. It's more fun. Yeah, it's more fun with meat in the freezer too. Yeah, and it, it's and more fun with meat in the freezer, and you don't get any of that. Yeah, ducks and geese are. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like duck. You hunting. do. I mean, Dude, if you I, take it seriously, then you do. So Gunner's Guide Service, Joe Mayhew and Gunner Bullard, in my last podcast, they took me out goose hunting, and I had never really been much into goose hunting, but man, going on hunts with them is so fun. Like, and that's never, and that's different. I've been I've been duck hunting with my grandpa six, eight years ago, and we went and sat on a pond that we had seen some ducks at whenever we were driving by it. Yeah. And so we sat there and somehow shot a few ducks. And I've been duck hunting like that a few times. I've never been duck hunting with guys like that. Right. Like, that actually know what they're doing, know where they're going. Right, know how to work. Know how to do shit. So I've never been... And if I had ever did have experience like that, then maybe I would start enjoying that. Yeah. But I've just never had the opportunity. Right now, it's late season duck and goose hunting, too. So, I mean... Right now, they've been hunted. Picture, they're coming from Canada. And they're working all the way down here. They've now been, it's starting to get cold. They've been hunted hundreds of times. And now it's starting to get cold down here. We're about to now they're starting up. to go back. They're about to head back <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, they're about to turn around. But they've been hunted so many times that a lot of these ducks and geese, you know, they kind of get smart. It By the time they up. go back up north, they've been, they've been, uh, they've been shot at. Yeah. <laughs> But Joe and Gunner, they're still killing so many, so many, dude, they had a 75 head hunt yesterday, 75 geese. That's really? a lot. That's, it's, an, it's insane. 
that they're still calling it calling them in this late. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, I mean, I just yeah, I mean, that would definitely be fun to do something like that. But I've just never really had the opportunity. Yeah. All right. Well, hit up Jake Snyder four zero five six two three seven six five six. Braden, Braden, our buddy who was just on, is now going out to hang out with his. Did he ever clarify? His friend. His lady. His lady friend. His lady of the night. His wily temptress. <laughs> we don't want to talk about you. I'm sorry. Let's not say her name. <laughs> uh, but no, we're still going. And uh, the Browns. Oh. <laughs> He's gonna... Let me. Can I crack this door for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about it, brother? We are on commercial break, but the Browns are up 35-7 at least. And if the Browns win this game, it'll be the first Browns playoff win in at least 20 years. And Baker Mayfield was the only reason that ever happened. If anybody has any debate over that, text Jackson. Four text four zero five six two six two three seven six five six, and you're wrong. Guaranteed. Okay. So Anyways, so we're, like I, like we said, we're from Oklahoma. Oklahoma has an amazing set of quarterbacks. I mean, I was in college from 2015 to 2019 at OU, and I I got in the honey hole. We t- that was the one of the best times to be an OU fan, and especially an OU student. Yeah, that's insane. But uh. I mean, who who was before Baker? Before Baker was uh He doesn't even matter. Uh right? Sam? Doesn't matter. Baker Sam? Baker, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Sam Bradford was no. Landry Jones? I don't know, man. Eh, that was a sorry. long time ago. Sorry. Anyways. If you guys are listening. Sorry. We're sorry. not we're we're still young. <laughs> We're so young and dumb. I don't. I don't have like a producer. We just. Can, we just know new news. I can't fact check. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. We're just going off what we've lived through. So I had Baker, Kyler, and then Jalen Hurts, like yeah. three years in a row. That's, I mean, and living in out of those three, who would you say your favorite was to watch? At OU, only at OU. Three, two, one, three, Jalen. To Kyler Baker. You're crazy. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray did some insane things, and and whenever Kyler Murray took over, which was in the middle of Baker's season a little bit, is whenever he first got his first glimpse. Because at home, at a, at a home game at OU, I can't remember exactly which game it was, but uh, it was whenever ba- it was Baker's last year there, and he went out. At the half, right yeah, before yeah, half or we after were, we half, were, or, we were ahead a lot. Anyways, yeah, we were way up, way yeah. up, and uh, they brought Kyler, Kyler in, Kyler might bro, be just and as good Kyler, as and they're like, oh my god, oh my god, Kyler, and Kyler breaks around the right side for seventy yards on the very first play, on and a he was on, seventy yards rushing. This dude touchdown. is on baseball scholarship. Yes. He's on scholarship yes. at OU yes. for baseball. Yes. He had been and, signed and to he, the <laughs> athlete, uh, the Oakland A's, Yep. and he was deciding if he wanted to go to the NFL or if he wanted to go to the MLB. And then he figured out pretty quick after he did that, finished that season, then went the next season, and did really, really good, and yeah. then got drafted. Yeah, number so 
pretty high. Really and super high. January of 2019, you and I went. So that was whenever. Yeah. It was whenever OU played Alabama in the semifinals. Yeah, yeah. They played OU and Alabama in the semifinals. I remember we lost to Georgia. No, because it was Alabama nice and Clemson in the in the finals. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty nineteen. Yep, yep. January of twenty nineteen. So December of twenty eighteen. Our uncle Judd Greg Campbell. Shout out to you guys, Campbell Warren. Um, they asked us what we wanted for Christmas, and we said we wanted to go to the national championship because we thought for some crazy reason OU was going to beat Alabama. We just knew. We knew that we had a shot. And we, wanted we knew tickets. that it was going to happen. And you had to buy the and game. Didn't. We had I had to buy the game tickets before OU beat Al- before OU played Alabama. It so, was so, so expensive. So <laughs> uh, so we took a flight. So OU loses to Alabama. We still have the hotel booked. California. <laughs> we have the hotel booked. We have our tickets. We don't have our game tickets. Mm-mm. But we had the tickets paid for. I got a refund because OU lost. But it's we're in California. We have the hotel paid for. We have the flights paid for. We decide, you know what? Screw it. When are we going to go to the national championship? Alabama and Clemson play. We're standing outside the stadium. And it was probably 70% Alabama fans. It was, but the Clemson fans, I will give Clemson props. Clemson fans are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Clemson fans People give that die to hard. For that shit. Ohio State, TCU, Alabama, and Clemson, and OU. Those are... Clemson those five. is die, die hard for sure. Yeah. Alabama's psycho too. Uh-huh. Just like OU, if OU is to get to that point, if OU is to go to a semifinal game or a national championship like that, OU would have the same kind of people there. Texas A&M fans are really strong too. Te- yeah, Texas A&M fans are awesome. But, uh, no, no, no. The They're team's awesome. awesome. No. Actually. Team is awesome. You think so? I hate Texas A&M. <laughs> Texas A&M's so I good. I hate Texas A&M. Oh, Texas A&M's so good. They're, they're, at the end of the year, they're probably going to be ranked. They're like Arkansas of the SEC. Well, Arkansas oh, no. is also don't, in the SEC. Don't but... disrespect them like that. Okay, whatever. Sorry, Jake. Texas A&M was the third best team in the SEC this year. We'll see. And uh, Kellen Mond really good. is good, though. Kellen Mond's badass. And uh, he's gonna be a. He's gonna be a. I think he's going to be like third, fourth round, like low key quarterback. That's going to be Kyler Murray level. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it matters. I mean, I I just don't think it matters where you're drafted at. Besides, in the beginning, obviously, you're getting the big money, getting drafted in the very beginning. But yeah, these days, I mean, in practice camps, you're, 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 you're like, who's the best quarterback that you know right now? In the NFL? Yep, that's playing right now. Like skill wise, or the best, the for best their quarterback, team? the best quarterback for their team right now. right now, the best quarterback that's playing right now, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Kyler Murray's. A, I love Kyler Murray because he's a very dual threat. Okay, I was trying to get you to say Tom Brady. Well, you'll never get Anyways, me to say that. Tom okay, Brady's so Tom soft. Brady is the best quarterback that's ever played football. What? Besides, maybe Joe Montana is maybe a close. Oh, you know Joe Montana? No, but but that's the only comparison that anybody could ever bring up. No. Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. Okay, well just just look up facts and, and stats. And we should up. have we should have Tom Brady <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers play chess and settle it that way. <laughs> who's who's the better decision maker? Anyways, anyways, Tom Brady, uh, he was he was uh, he was dra- he was drafted in the seventh round. 
So, I mean, I just, it's, I don't know. You think you think Tom Brady's better, better than Aaron Rodgers? Right now? Ever. Yeah, absolutely. So if right you now? knew football, then you, everybody oh, you that don't knows think, football. Oh, my Everybody okay. that knows. DM me. Look up anything on the internet. Internet's wrong. Aaron Rodgers is amazing. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is gonna win the MVP this year for sure. He's definitely gonna win the MVP. He's the best player in the league this year. But I'm talking all time. You know what's sad is in a couple years we're gonna look back. We're gonna listen to this podcast and we're gonna be like, man, I miss Aaron Rodgers playing for the Packers. Well, you're just miss, playing. You're football. gonna miss that in two years. You think so? <laughs> yeah. You think so? Yeah. He's forty. I hope not. 40. 40's 40 is a good year. He's in his prime. Not in your prime. But yeah. You think Brain's going to go deer hunting tomorrow morning? 1 in 10? It's on the podcast, so we have it. 7.5. Wow. Okay, good. I really hope. That's a C. And we'll just, we'll just coyote hunt. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. And we'll let him, we'll let him, we'll put him in a bow stand. According to the dictionary, the definition of freer is not under control or in the power of another, able to act or be done as one wishes. Freer Outdoor was created to inspire others to live life freer and live life to the fullest. Follow them on Instagram at Freer Outdoor, that's F-R-E-E-R, or check out their website at freeroutdoorco.com. F-R-E-E-R outdoorco.com. No matter what you choose to do in life or whatever passion you pursue, you'll enjoy it more if you're freer.